Hello and welcome to Bishop Arthur Dixon's podcast. Bishop Arthur Dixon is a true son of Bishop Daggywood Mills and the convener of Jesus is the Rock Church, a denomination under the United Denominations originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. Listen and be blessed as he shares with you deep messages from the Word of God. Holy Spirit, we acknowledge your presence. We acknowledge your participation and contribution and communion in this wonderful time of fellowship, oh God. Father, in the precious name of Jesus, thank you that we are gathered at your feet to receive from your presence. We ask that speak to your church, speak to us, guide, direct, instruct us, lead us, in the path of righteousness for your name's sake, oh God. Help us, Lord, to acknowledge the wisdom of your word. Help us, Lord, to believe in the wisdom of your word. And help us, Lord, to be a doer of the wisdom of your word. We take absolute control over the atmosphere. And we say that, Lord, thank you for dispatching your angels to take charge. Thank you for the power of God that is present to heal and to deliver. I pray that may we never ever leave this place the same. We give you praise. We give you honor. In Jesus' precious name. And all the saints of the Lord shout out a big amen. Hallelujah. Be seated in the presence of the Lord. Matthew chapter 18 verse 1. Matthew chapter number 18, verse number 1. Do you have your Bibles with you? Always come to church with your Bible. Hallelujah. Akarambo, it's good to see you. Amen. The Bible says, At the same time came the disciples unto Jesus, saying, Who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? What a question. Turn to your neighbor and tell him, what a question. So, the disciples were trying to find out the greatest in the kingdom. And normally, that is how it is. In every institution, people's interest is to know who is the greatest, who is the most powerful. In the political circles, people want to find out who is the greatest. Hallelujah. Because most often than not, we want to associate with the greatest. True or not true? Oh, true or not true? Yeah, some ladies even choose their beloveds because they are great in certain circles. Even if they are not great at all, at least they must be great financially. True or not true? So there are basic reasons why sometimes we make our choices. In the same way, also the disciples came to Jesus and they threw him a question that who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Not the kingdom of, uh, I don't know which kingdom you know about. Songhai <laughs> or Mali or Songhai. Is it Songhai? The Songhai Empire. Those of you who didn't do history. History, we learn from history that we do not learn from history. Amen. We don't learn from history. So, this kingdom the Bible is talking about is not just an ordinary kingdom. The kingdom of heaven. Who is the greatest? 
This morning, do you want to know who the greatest in the kingdom of heaven is? Oh, Charlie. I think that the greatest kingdom, the best kingdom anybody can belong to. Hallelujah. Now, within this great kingdom, there are great people inside this great kingdom. And Jesus began to reveal the secret. After this question was asked and posed. And, and listen, look at, look at the answer. And Jesus called a little child unto him. <laughs> Bring me that little child. Wow. Bring me that little child. So Jesus said, hey, little girl. Wow. In your very nice blue dress. Wow. Put your hands together for the little child. What's your name, little child? Ella. Wow. Now Jesus calls this little child before the entire group. And then listen to what he says. And set him in the midst of them. So I'm setting this little child in the midst of us. Huh? Three. And then he said, have you seen this little child? Have you seen this little child? He said, verily I say unto you, except. The word is except. Except ye be converted. Conversion means that you are changing from a certain fashion into another fashion. Conversion means that going through a peak, something called metamorphosis. Hallelujah. You know, when the, the butterfly is developing, sometimes you see it goes through metamorphosis. One of it is that it gets to the caterpillar stage, and then after the caterpillar stage, it, it develops wings, and then it can fly. Hallelujah. At the stage of the caterpillar, it can't fly. But when it is converted into the stage of a butterfly, then it flies. So the Bible is saying that you want to fly, you want to fly, you want to be great in the kingdom. You want to be powerful in the kingdom. In the kingdom of heaven, not in any other kingdom. Then you have to go through something called conversion. Yeah, it says that you need to be converted like Ella. Amen. Except ye be converted and become as little children, ye shall not enter into the kingdom of heaven. I pray for you in the name of Jesus that the Lord will give you revelation in his word where you will be converted like Ella. Hallelujah. We are becoming converted in the name of Jesus. You want to see the greatest in the kingdom unless you are converted. Yeah. You see, somebody said, your church is a youth church. What a, what, what a credential. What a compliment. It's a great compliment to give that your church is a you church. If it is a you church, then that church has a future. If it's a church of oldies, then when the old people have passed on, what happens to the church? Hallelujah. Now, what I'm saying is that for those of us who are 60, who are 70, who are 50, Listen, the greatness is going through conversion. Even in the way we look, the way we appear, 
we must become like a little child. You know, you will see that at your age, when you are 40, 80 years, and you, you don't have a beloved, you get a beloved in the church. Yeah. This church, we are believing God that 70 years will get beloveds. One day, I'm looking forward to officiating marriages of how old is the man? 75. How old is the woman? 73. Wow! Or how old is the man? 75. How old is the woman? 80 years. And they will come with their psychedelic gown. Hey! Fresh again. You know, one day an angel visited Sarah and told him that you are going to give birth. This is the word of the Lord. You are going to give birth. Then he said, how shall these things be? How can this thing be? My womb is so old, it's dead. I'm, I'm, I, I retired about 30 years ago or 40 years ago and then I now have uh, 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 you know, menopause. Then the angel said, let me advise you. The spirit of God will come upon you, but you now have to do what little children do. You now have to do what the youth do. You need to move from that stage where you, you enjoy keeping gray hair. You enjoy giving gray infim-fim. You know infim-fim. You, you enjoy walking in a certain way for people to see that you are old. Listen to me. After growing old, the next is death. I choose to be young. As I choose to be what? And tell your neighbor that from today, you must be converted like a little child. Oh, yes. As the choristers were saying, I said, oh, this church has a great future. This church has a great future. Oh, you missed a good place to put your hands together. You know, people like to look old so that they can be respected. I don't know why it goes through the mind of people that way that when you look old and your earrings are like uh, uh, Don Diago de Azambuja's earring, then it makes you feel that you are respected. But let me tell you something. We are becoming young again. I said we are becoming young again. Tell to your neighbor, tell him, we are becoming young again. Hallelujah. Unless you are converted like a little child. I'm giving you two scriptures. I've not started preaching. I'm only trying to help you to be young again. I'm only trying to help you to catch the revelation that Jesus gave concerning greatness in the kingdom of heaven. Proverbs 27 verse 3. I'm just about to start preaching, but this is dessert. Turn to somebody and tell him, dessert. See, whenever you go to, no, 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 these are starters. Dessert is after the main meal. But some of you, when you go to the restaurant and they give you the starter, you eat it out. So when the main meal comes, then you are full. Instead of taking just one portion, you take four portions. Say, oh, me there's spring rose there. People. You don't even know what spring rose is. It's not a drink. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. Proverbs 27, verse number 3. Hallelujah. It says, a stone is heavy. 
and the sun weighty, but the fool's wrath is heavier. I don't think that's the scripture I'm looking for. Amen. I'm looking for the scripture as a man thinketh in his heart. So is he. You are a reflection of what you are thinking. Once you, you know, your youthfulness, your youthfulness, all right, is as a result of how your mind is working. 23.7, sorry. It says, for as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. Eat and drink, saith he to thee, but his heart is not with thee. So from today, I'm encouraging everyone in this beautiful church that think like a youth. Think like a young man. Think like a young woman. Hallelujah. Uh -huh. Immediately you begin to think that way, you become. Or oh, you don't like my message. You want to look old. You want to be an old man. Because sometimes I see some older people in age who are even younger than some of the younger people. Oh, yes. I mean, you see a 30-year-old person and you see a 50-year-old person, you think that it's like the 30-year-old the, the is about 90 years. Hallelujah. But we are becoming young again in the name of Jesus. Turn to somebody and say, we are becoming young again. Put your hands together for the Lord. Well, this morning, I want to speak on the subject, he that hath. He that hath. Hallelujah. He that hath. Turn to somebody and tell him, he, I want you to be a he that hath. Tell him, I want you to be a he that hath. Mark chapter 4, verse number 25. Mark. Mark. Mark is a good name to give to your child. Hallelujah. Mark chapter 4, verse 25. Shall we all read it together? with strength. Ready? Go. Mark chapter 4 verse 25. Uh-huh. Yes? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Hey. The Bible says that when you have, when you have, you will rather have more. He that had will receive more. He that had not, even that which he has, shall be taken away from him. So if you have gifts of the Spirit, you have more gifts of the Spirit. When you have word of knowledge, the gift of word of knowledge, the cement of Spirit, you will even have many more giftings being added. And the Bible is saying that when you don't have any of these, even what you have will be taken away from you. The Bible says that when you have, it will be given unto you. When you, you do not have, even that which you have will be taken away from you. So a person having one house is most likely would have more because he has something. But a person who has not, even the little that he has will be taken away from him. I pray in the name of Jesus that you are not going to be a he that had not, but you are going to be a he that had in the name of Jesus. Oh, yes. Now, I'm going to share with you on how you can become a he that had. How many want to be a he that had? 
So I'm talking today about the positive traits that you must have if you want to be a he that has. Yes. Things don't just happen. Things are made to happen. Things don't naturally fall from the skies. Things must practically happen when you are taking some major steps. Now, when you read from Matthew chapter 25, it talks about the parable of the talent. How many of you have know the parable of the talent? Now, the Bible says that a man was moving to a far country and then he gave one five talents. He gave another two talents and then he gave another one talent. Now, why did he give them the talents he gave? And why did he vary the talents that he gave? Because naturally you say that this is not fair. Why is it that you are giving talents to people and you must give equal portions of the talent to the people? But why do you give somebody five, you give somebody two, and you give somebody one? The Bible says, according to their several abilities. Those are the back. Can you help me, please? According to their several abilities. Hallelujah. They gave according to their word. Yeah, so he knew that the one who had five, can handle the five and can trade with the five and make some more. That is why he gave five. And he knew that the one who have two can trade with the two and have some more. And he knew that the one who had one would also be able to trade with them. Hallelujah. But you know what happened? You know what happened? What happened was that the one who had one, instead of trading and working, with the one, the Bible says that he hid his talent. May you not hide your talent in the name of Jesus. May you not hide your giftings in the name of Jesus. May you trade with everything that God has blessed you with. The gifts that God has blessed you with. The talents that God has blessed you with. Amen. And when he came, he called all the three and asked them to come and render accounts of everything that they have done. And the one who had five said that, you gave me five, sir, and I've traded with it and I've made an extra five. And the master was so happy with him because the master invested, so he was looking for fruits out of it. Amen. And then the one who had two talents said, I said, I'm so grateful. I was walking my somewhere when you called me and just said that, you are blessing me with two talents. It was a privilege. It wasn't a situation where it was my right. It was more of a privilege than a right. Sometimes some of us, we think that what God has given to us or the position we have been placed there is your right. Because I've been in the church for a very long time. So by now I'm, a, I'm supposed to be a pastor. And, and, and if I'm a pastor, it's my due and it's my right. You see, it's a bad way of thinking. I saw me in your chassis, Bishop, we are starting to cry now. And yes, we thank God for your life, for starting with us. But you need to progress and have a certain mentality how to develop yourself. Amen? And then the one who was giving one, oh, he came to him and said, Sir, Sir. Then he said, Yes. 
He said, I know that you are an austere man. You want to sow where, you want to reap where you have not sown. Me, let me tell you, he said, I was afraid. I was afraid and I hate the talent. I'm telling you, plain, plain. You see, this church is like, a, yes, sir, master. This, yes, sir, master. Yes, sir, master. Now, me, I say my things. Me, can't, me, me, can't. I just say it as it is. Whether they take it or they don't take it, I've said it as it is. You see? So he said, I'm going to say it as it is. You want to reap where you have not sown. But the question I want to ask you today is that, did he really not sow something? He sold one talent. And when he sold one talent, was it wrong for him to want to receive a benefit from that one talent? It wasn't wrong. So you want to reap Then the man said, okay, you take the one, the one that he has, and give it to the one that had five. I believe that this is a very powerful example of a he that had and a he that had not. Now, the question I want to ask this morning is that, is it that the one who had one didn't have? He had. He had. He had. But he did not respect it. He did not acknowledge it. He did not recognize it. It didn't mean much to him. He even despised it. And so the Bible says that because he despised it, it was taken away from him. I pray for you in the name of Jesus. The gifts that God blesses you with, you must not despise it. You must trade with it because if you trade with it, like the two and the five, you are going to get benefits out of it in the name of Jesus. So the Bible says that they took the one from him. And the next thing was that Charlie threw him into outer darkness where there will be gnashing of teeth. I pray for you in the name of Jesus that you will not gnash your teeth because you did not respect and acknowledge the gift that God gave. Hallelujah. Now, now, there are certain positive traits that you must have to be a he that had positive traits. Hallelujah. And I want us to turn our Bibles to 2 Peter chapter 1. 2 Peter chapter 1. There are several things put together that makes you into what God wants you to become. Positive traits. I'm reading from 2 Peter 1, 5 to 8. And beside these, beside this, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue. So you can see that the Bible is saying that we must add. Some of us, when the era of faith comes, then we just, you know, clear the shelf of diligence and put it somewhere. But the Bible is saying, add to your faith virtue, and to virtue, knowledge. And to knowledge, temperance. And to temperance, patience. And to patience, godliness. And to godliness, brotherly kindness. And to brotherly kindness, charity. All right? Then verse 8 says, For if these things be in you, in other words, all the traits that I have listed, all the traits that I have listed. The Bible says that if these things be in you, 
All right, the trait of diligence, the trait of faith, the trait of virtue, the trait of temperance, you know, the trait of brotherly kindness. All right, all the traits. The Bible says that if these things be in you and abound, not only is it in you, but it is also abiding, it's staying there, it's living in you. Hallelujah. Then what will happen to you? You shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. So one of the key ways to dispel the power of barrenness is to have these positive traits operating inside of you. Hallelujah. Yeah. I'm not too sure if you gave you, you got married after five years, after six years, after seven years, you'll be happy that you are still not having babies. Will you be happy about it? No, even, it's not about you. It's the people around. The people around will make you feel very uncomfortable. True or not true? Number one is your mother-in-law. When are you going to give me a baby? When are you going to give me a granny? True or not true? Number two is your father-in-law. Number three are your sister-in-laws. No, number one is brother, mother-in-law. Number two is sisters-in-law. Then father-in-law. Come on, the father-in-laws, they don't really. Father-in-laws, true or not true? When are you going to give me a baby? So it becomes a big problem. Hallelujah. But the Bible is teaching us here today that we can overcome barrenness and we can overcome unfruitfulness. And that is rising up and walking in the positive traits. Hallelujah. Remember that the first positive trait the Bible talk, uh, spoke about in Second Peter was a positive trait of diligence. Turn to somebody and tell him diligence. Tell him diligence. Yeah. The positive trait of diligence. So, over the period, we are going to go through the respective positive traits. We are going to find out what makes these traits, you know, generate fruitfulness. How many are excited about that? Yeah. Now, diligence is defined as a persistent, relentless effort by an individual to solve a problem. That's diligence. Persistent. You are persistent. To persist means to continue. Relentless means you don't give up until a problem is solved. A problem is solved. Hallelujah. And then it also means to overcome difficulties. That's diligence. Diligence means to overcome difficulties. Now, there are people when they encounter difficulties, they run away from the difficulty. Aha. Uh -huh. Running away from the difficulty. Divorce is a form of running away from difficulty. You chose a difficult wife. You chose a difficult husband. You must be able to overcome by the grace of God. Amen? Well, no matter what you do, oh, uh, Bishop, you, 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 you are sitting by your nice... Me, I have a witch in my house. You don't know. A witch. <laughs> Look, 
So far as you have been able, what is, how long have you been married? Five years. You've lived with a witch five years. You can continue. It means you're a wizard. You are good at it. <laughs> I mean, it takes something to live with a witch for five years. One day, a lady told his pastor, he said, you know, pastor, the devil we have been binding do you, do you, have you seen him? May I live with him? The devil you have been binding, I live with him. You want to know where he lives? He lives in my house. I said, wow. <laughs> Hallelujah. So diligence is a persistent, relentless effort by an individual to solve a problem. To overcome difficulties and to accomplish great things for the Lord. Oh yes. So with this positive trait, there is no problem that will arise that if you have the spirit of diligence or you have the positive trait of diligence, you will say, I'm giving up. You can't give up. There is no way you will give up. You will, you will pursue you will not give up until you solve the problem. A diligent person is a problem solver. That is why if you are a leader, one of the traits you need is the trait of diligence. Why? Because you will be exposed to many problems if you're a leader. Oh yes. Some of you, when you rise up, you insult the president. When they give you assembly man, you cannot handle it, I'm telling you. You put it in a black bulletin bag and then you put it in a gutter and the gutter gets choked. Then you rise up and say, the president has made our gutter get choked. <laughs> true or not true? True or not true? So you will notice that you need this positive trait of diligence to overcome difficulties. Look, life is full of difficulties. Listen, if, if, if by now you don't know that life is full of difficulties, then you were just born. No, you were just born. You see, you were just born. But if you have been around for quite a bit, you will notice that life is full of difficulties. Life is war. Life is full of challenges. Hey, and sometimes they come in series. But listen to me. It takes a person who has the spirit of diligence to tell himself that, yes, this is a problem, but I'm rising up and fighting till I see results. In Luke chapter 16, verse number 16, look at, look at Jesus' recommendation in, in how to live in the kingdom. Jesus' recommendation in how to live in the kingdom. He says, the law and the prophets were until John. Since that time, the kingdom of God is preached. And every man pressed into it. Every man does what? Every man does what? 
When you hear the word press, another word that must come up is resistance. You will never press unless you are meeting a resistance. And I'm telling you that if you are a born-again Christian, you will definitely meet resistance. That's why the Bible says, resist the devil and you will flee. <laughs> oh, I don't know somebody saying that, look, me, this creepy, creepy thing. Look, you will become uh, 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 this thing. Uh, pear chocolate. Do you know pear? Is it pear chocolate? Pear or chocolate? Pear or chocolate is chocolate, what? Croissant that is made of chocolate. Oh, you become so easy. You'll be bred before the devil. Oh, yes. Life is full of difficulties. If you're a pastor, you are going to encounter difficulties. Why are you running away from your pastoral responsibilities? Why? What's your problem? Run away from the responsibilities of work and you'll see whether at the end of the month you'll be able to pay your bills. So if with that mind you are keeping to your job, why is it that when it comes to pastoral work you are giving excuses? Why, why, why are you having that kind of mind? Oh. <laughs> Why are you walking out of the marriage? You see, Bishop, you, you don't understand. You don't understand. Of course, by now you should know that I don't understand. Because the way you are chatting, I will not understand. Why are you walking out of the problems? Even lions, human beings, catch them and put them in cage. Have you lived with a lion before? Are you married to a lion? I'm helping somebody here this morning. You know, Bishop, I've changed my mind. I'm resigning today, today, today from the work. Look, my boss is, he said, every boss is difficult. Well, in case you don't know, every boss is difficult. Every good leader is a difficult person to deal with. When you always want to have your way, and your boss, you can have your way around it, it means he's weak. But a good boss you cannot have your way around him. True or not true? Say, the other time when he sent me to go and do the transaction, it, it remained 35,000 cities and I pocketed. Oh, well done. Then he'll clap for you. Oh, I go. Listen, listen to me. In case you do not know, from today, it must enter into you that every good leader is difficult. Hallelujah. Normally, people always want to have their way around. They will say the person is very difficult. Jack, God gave you nails. Use that one. Why are you trying to complicate life? 
He's giving you nice nails. If you want to have an acrylic natural nails, allow it to grow and file the sides. You will get a similar. When you put, when you put the, that, thing, how do you call it? When we're children, they call it cuters. I don't know how they call it now. When you paint it and you put a cuter, nobody will know which brand it is. You are causing financial loss to the marriage. Bishop Wiswaka. So a diligent person looks very, very unreasonable. Now you just think about it that you have opened a company, everybody does what he likes. <laughs> everybody does what he likes. This person comes at 11 o'clock. Oh boss, and then he greets you. Boss, I've come home. Then he just goes. He doesn't give even any reasons why he's coming, the time he's coming. And then it's like, it's to be accepted. There is something wrong with you if you cannot find that this is a problem. But you need that trait of diligence to be able to solve that problem. If you are a boss, you have people like that. You need to address it. So by the time Uncle Rambo, you get to your office, all your tellers are not around. All your workers are not come. Around 11.30, the customers are sitting down there with around 11.30. That's when one teller just comes around. He comes to sit there. When he, when he sits down, immediately he sits down. He just opens his uh, 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 Yoko Gary. And it, uh, Moon Chang Wai, Meba, Meba, Medidiaba, Medidiaba, Moon. Did you know what that thing means? That thing means that you are just about to lose clients. And the job will collapse. A boss will clap for you. A diligent boss will rise up and say, listen to me, this is your letter. This is your letter. Pro- proceed on leave. A diligent person rises up with strength. I pray that the spirit of diligence will rest upon you right now. Oh yeah, because there are many things you'll not be able to do. I mean, it's like you are a boss, you are going for a meeting, and, and, and you are saying that, prepare reports, this, that, 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 that. And then it's like, when it's time for the meeting, no report has been done. And you are in the meeting, and you are looking for the data to work with. And then you look at the person and the person is telling you, say, uh, I, I couldn't do it because my stomach was paining me. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? A diligent person will rise and solve that problem. We will talk about it. We will not stop talking about it. We will confront it. What do you think? It should be confronted. It should be confronted. You cannot have your own way if you are working with a man who is diligent. Or a woman who is diligent. Am I blessing somebody? The room is quiet. You now, you are seeing that the thing, the fire is burning you. And you must sit up because we are about to enter into those areas. Your basenta is not working. 
Bishop. Me, this Bacenta things, Bacenta, Bacenta things. Bishop, can I be given a break from it? You are a priest. You say you are a pastor. We should give you a break from what? Break from your priestly duties. Then, then we must take the title also of you. Because if you cannot function in that capacity, then you cannot wear that title. That's what it means. Accountant, chartered accountant, your buyer say, yeah, be audit, prepare audit, and I say, oh, Charlie, me there me accountant, I am meaning auditing no more crowd. Tell me from one probe from an Jack Coffee, go home, because the reason why we gave you the job was because of auditing. If you cannot do auditing, we don't need you here. True or not true? But you see, you need a diligent person who will be strong and firm to take such strong decisions. Hallelujah. I pray that the Lord will give you the spirit of diligence. You will rise up and be a problem solver. Listen, any good leader rises up to solve problems. And leadership is about problems. Leadership is not about posts. It's not about impaying. Leadership is about being confronted with variety of problems and rising up to solve the problems. I see somebody becoming a problem solver. I said you are becoming a problem solver. Tell to somebody, I tell you, I can see inside of your eyes. You are rising to be diligent. To be a problem solver. This morning, there are four things you should know about diligence, which I'm going to talk to you about. Four things. Four things you should know about diligence. Hmm. Amen. Number one. I'm taking my time. Because I tell you, I believe that as the Lord has given me the opportunity to feed his flock, I must feed his flock to the extent that they can stand on their own and become what God wants them to become. You understand? I don't enjoy when you have a problem, then you have come. Bishop, Mechi, Bishop, Menai, Bishop, this. I want you to get to the point where you can also rise up and take the word of God and address issues. The selfish priests or selfish prophets who always want you to come to them. But in this church, we empower you to rise up to become what God wants you to become. What do you think? Number one, diligence is the personal trait that makes a person rich. Wow, who wants to be rich? There's a program like that. <laughs> who wants to be rich? Diligence is a trait that makes a person rich. You want to be rich, you need diligence. You want to rise up, you need diligence. You want to become great, you need diligence. Diligence will make you into a rich person. Proverbs chapter 10 verse 4. Proverbs chapter 10 verse 4. The Bible says, He becometh poor, that dealeth with a slack hand. Do you know what a slack hand is? A slack hand is a lazy hand. A hand that does not like to work. 
And sometimes the hand works very hard, but the mind is very slow. Hmm? But the hand of the diligent maketh rich. When you're a diligent person, you become rich, I'm telling you. Because you will be interested in progression. You'll be interested in well-being. You'll be interested in advancing. You'll be interested that my state where I am, I want to move ahead. When you are a diligent person, you'll be a man of vision. And when you are a man of vision, until you acknowledge and recognize that you have gotten there, you will never give up. So if you are a pastor and you are a very diligent pastor, you would, your, your desire will be to feed the flock. Your desire will be to grow the church. Your desire will be that the Lord will use you mightily, as diligent as you are. When the offerings come in, you will build a building for the church people to have a place to worship. Be a diligent pastor. You see a huge congregation that they are under a tent. And they have been under a tent for 25 years. You are not diligent. What do you think? When you are a diligent person, you would want to build a house. Because let me tell you something. Me, growing up, my father died when I was eight years. Not that he couldn't have built, but he died at the age of 47. You understand? So when I even clogged age 47, the spirit of fear gripped me. I heard Satan say that, uh-huh, you are around the age. Get ready. Get ready. Get ready. I'm about to knock you off. So as I was growing up in my mind, I said, these my little girls, they shouldn't go through what I went through. Because he was just giving excuses. Oh, I want to build a mega mansion. Listen to me. It's better to own a chamber, single room, than not to own anything at all. At least. For the sake of your children. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Those of you who are eating fried rice. Every time uh, you are eating lume. You, you know all the menu there. Indian cuisine. You know all the menus in Accra. You are eating your cement blocks if you don't know. You are, your iron rods, you are eating them. You are eating the sand and stones. That's what is happening to you. That's why you have pot belly. Because the cement has caked inside of your stomach. And the iron rods have chocolate. I'm talking about diligence. I'm talking about what? Diligence. Even if your father-in-law gave you a house, rise up and build yourself. <laughs> oh, men lost will do. Charlie, they get they got do, pa. They got do. They got do. Rise up with your seven hundred cities and also build. Am I helping somebody in the house? You don't like the message, eh? Charlie, me nah, I'm coming from somewhere. In fact, I'm going to cater to preach. Because if you don't like the message, cater people like it. 
So the Bible says that the, 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 the slack hand there, it leads to poverty. It leads to poverty. You see, sorry for you if your husband is very lazy. Sorry for you. Sorry for you. Sorry for left. If your husband is lazy. Oh yeah. Because he is the leader. So if he's lazy, then you are not going anywhere. Sorry for you. And some of you, you like containers more than content. We are about I had W's and W no crowd and me check it. Me check it, me check it in film film, me check it in sideburns. Charlie, you see, the way he bole, you see, when he's coming, the way he was. Look, look, look. Your basis for choice or your basis for choosing is too low. Please, please, change, 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 change. If you are really, really going to be a diligent person, I think choose a different reason why you make choices. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Most leaders are rich and prosperous because they are ahead of everyone they lead. Did you know that? Yeah, most leaders are rejected. Some still, do you understand? Those who are not leaders, but real leaders, they are ahead. They are ahead of the people they are leading in knowledge, in wisdom, in, 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 in everything. Because for you to be ahead of the people, your knowledge base must be broader than the people. So you can drag them along. But the people you are leading are wiser than you. They are wiser than you. You 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 confront the person. Say, hey, I mean, who do you mean you? Charlie, what should I do? Then the people say, Oh, do this, do that, do that. You watch and see. You see that the people behind there, when there are real problems, they will go to those people. It's just a matter of time. If you have complex, you say that. Look, the guy is trying to take my. Po-. He's not taking your. Po-. You have a problem. Because you have not developed capacity. You've not developed yourself to be ahead of the people. I pray for you in the name of Jesus. That you be ahead in the name of Jesus. Yeah, if you're a husband, you must be ahead in terms of knowledge in your home. You must be ahead in terms of spirituality in your home. You must be more spiritual than even your wife. You must lead your people into the presence of the Lord because you are the high priest of the home. You must be ahead. You see, spirituality is not uh, uh, every day you are found praying in the church. Spirituality is your obedience to God's word. Sometimes, I don't know how we define spirituality. The person has worn a certain sanctimonious, piosity face and they say the person is spiritual. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about somebody who is submissive to God's word. You see that God's word rule in their home. The person might not look overly spiritual, overly prayerful. He doesn't look it, but he's spiritual because the word of God is in control in his home. Because we have our own way of defining spirituality. Hey, those times, you just meet your friend. As he's coming, 
Then you also pray to Then the girls around say, Charlie, the guys, they are spiritual. This campus here, the guys are. Listen, that's not spirituality. It's not spirituality. And that is the basis for which you made choice. That's why he's doing Kabbalah in your marriage and then you, 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 you. I'm helping somebody. I can sense in my spirit that somebody is coming out of a state. Somebody is becoming diligent. Somebody is rising up to be rich because of diligence. Say amen. Proverbs chapter 12 verse 24. The second thing about diligence is that diligence is the personal trait that makes a person a leader. Diligence makes a person a leader. Say after me, diligence makes a person a leader. Say diligence makes a person a leader. You become a leader because you are diligent. Yeah. You are not a leader because you were appointed to be by somebody, be minister of moon and stars. You go there, you flop. But when you have not even been appointed and you are, you are working in the ministry, Huh? As a chief director, even your understanding and knowledge, your acts, the way you, you function, will clearly show that this is a cut-out leader in the ministry. It's just a matter of time. That value and virtue you have will award you a certain position. Say amen to that. So diligence will make you into a leader. Proverbs chapter 12, verse 24. The Bible says, The hand of the diligent shall bear rule, but the slothful shall be under tribute. Give me the message version of that scripture. The diligent find freedom in their work. The lazy are oppressed by work. You see, when you find a lazy person, when you give him work, no, oh, Charlie, it's like this person, he oppresses, he oppresses. But if you're a hard-working person, when you are offered a work, you will do it and do it well because of diligence. Amen. Diligence. Number three. So, number one. Number one, what are we learning about diligence? Number one is what? Diligence is a personal trait that does what? Makes a person rich. May you be rich in the name of Jesus. You are rising up to be rich in the name of Jesus. Number two, diligence is the personal trait that makes a person a leader. You are rising up to be a leader. You are going to shine among your colleagues and your friends. Why? Because you are diligent. Amen. And remember that diligence defined is a persistent, consistent, you know, consistency in effort, you know, to solve a problem. Amen. Number three, diligence is the personal trait that makes a person have ideas that lead to abundance and wealth. When you find someone who is diligent, his thoughts, anything that comes out of his thoughts, generates plenteousness. Hallelujah. Generates plenteousness. Proverbs 21.5 the thoughts of the diligent tend only to plenteousness. But of everyone that is hasty, only 
to want. So when you are a diligent person, your thought produces results for increase. I see you producing increase. I see you producing increase. I see you producing increase. Yeah. You know, anytime a person is working in diligence, even the way he does his things and the way he thinks about things generates a lot of profit. See, maybe you're giving a post, minister of education, minister of something. Then your the curriculum, you do it in such a way that we are not churning out a certain kind of graduates. Yes, they have degrees, but they are a certain way. It, it, it's not diligence. But diligence will make you raise a certain caliber of people who when they are even out of the university, you can see that they are useful in the community. Have you found people like that before? Where they finish the university and you have to retrain them on the job. Yeah. They said they did banking and finance. When you put them in the bank, even as a teller, they don't know what to do. You are going to raise correct people in the name of Jesus. Finally, number four. Diligence is the personal trait that leads to promotion. So diligence will lead you to promotion. Hallelujah. I said diligence will lead you to promotion. The Bible says promotion does not come from the east nor the west nor the south, but promotion comes from above. But you see, before you are promoted, you need to have gone through preparation. Preparation. You need to have gone through the process. You need to be processed in such a way that once you are promoted, you have the capacity to handle what is there. Hallelujah. Yeah. So that is how come when you find our friends, Lebanese people, his very child, he will start mopping the floor. He will take money to the bank up and down, do transaction. If it's a jewelry, this thing, you even learn how to do it. Recently, I think I was, my wife decided that she wants to bless me with a new ring. And I, I have no, the ring I'm wearing is my wife who bought it. Beautiful. And I'm, I'm not sorry about it. I can buy it anyway. Yeah. She, she, she just said that, me, she said, me so me, wow. Who wow me first? Me so me, wow. Oh. I don't have ego, ego problem. No, 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 no. I don't have any ego problem. The reason why you are still not married is because the lady wants to help, but you are saying that, hey, can't, can't, me, yes, can't. That, that's your problem. That's why you are not married. But we, in living in this world by now, you should know that things are not as it was some time back. Oh, yeah. She said, Charlie, I think as we celebrate, I've seen some nice ring. I said, let's go. I'll buy it. He said, look, today, this time, I want to buy it. Wow. She spread me. Wives, spread your husbands. Wives, spread your husbands. Yeah. So when we went, the same jewelry shop that 28 years ago, 20, 28 years ago, 28 years ago, when we were going to, when we were going to do our wedding, we bought the ring. That same jewelry shop. Now, when I went, I was so impressed. I saw this thick, tall, handsome man, married. 
and he was negotiating. I said, hey, you look like your mother. The way you are negotiating. Then my wife said something. said that, do you remember that little boy that we used to see over there? That's him. I said, wow. He was going through the university education and everything, but he was coming to work in the shop. Now he has become the major person who is in charge. Why? Because he's gone through the phases. He's gone through the phases and he's gone through the process. And this person now has become the one in charge. You can never be in charge of things when you, don't, you are not on top of it. Are you getting me? Yeah. You, when you are going to give a speech, then the chief, uh, chief director is the one who writes your speeches for you. And you are happy. You come and stand there and then you are reading, and you are reading, and you are reading. Question time, when they, then you go and hide. <laughs> chief director, yeah, answer them, eh? answer them. I finished with what I'm doing, answer them. No, you must be on top of what you are doing. And it leads to promotion. Why am I saying what I'm saying? Some of you are Basenta leaders today, but you are the next reverend tomorrow. The Basenta thing that you are going through is preparing you to learn how to gather people. Because when we send you as a pastor, you will have to gather people to preach to them. But as you are going through now, it's a skill you are developing. The pastoral work is a skill. Apart from the spiritual aspect, it's also a skill. Everything we learn on earth, if we learn it well, we develop a skill out of it. Oh, yes. My first time I had to preach, it wasn't easy for me. I couldn't stand in front of people. Naturally, I'm naturally, naturally I'm a timid person. Yes. Naturally. Timid person. It's like when, when, when you have to even ask questions, I can't ask questions in meetings and things. I realized that that was a deficiency. Do you understand? But in the church, I was offered opportunity. Start New Believer School. So I now relate to the people. I teach them. I was interacting. In psychology, it's called desensitization. You are exposed. You are exposed. You are exposed with time. And then I was given the opportunity that start a church. As I was, I was speaking to people and I was building up strength to be able to stand before people. Now give me one million congregation. I will stand and preach. I'll stand and preach. Do you know why? The reason is because I've gone through the process and because I've gone through the process, I've developed a skill to even deliver. Some of us, when we are offered the opportunity, and let me tell you something. The things you've learned in school, there, there, there's no place where you'll be offered opportunity to execute it. Some of you, your marketing you went to do, the only place where you can exhibit is in the church. Package Jesus Christ and market him to the world. Once you are able to win somebody's confidence to follow this Jesus you believe, you are developing a skill to market other products. So when you are offered an opportunity to labor and work in the house of God, you should not see that somebody giving you problems. You must rather see that somebody developing me into somebody great. Say amen to that. 
And from today, I see somebody being promoted. You are being promoted because of diligence. Diligence, 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 diligence. Proverbs 22, 29. Bringing my message to a close. Wow. Am I blessing somebody in the house? Seest thou a man diligent in his business? He shall stand before kings. He shall not stand before mean men. When you are diligent in your business, you stand before kings. Oh yeah. We have a sister in church. She has a boutique. That is a boutique. Carol has no boutique. It's boutique. Eh? Yeah. Yeah, Carol. She has a beautiful boutique. She started this thing many years ago. Over 30 years. Yeah, I knew her many years ago. Do you understand? When she started, small, 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 small. Now, when I go to the boutique, the caliber of people I see, minister of this, minister of that, minister of this, minister of that. Because of her diligence at what she does and how she has been able to, you know, package it, a certain caliber of people, she's standing before those people. A diligent person will stand before great people. Oh, yes. You see, you, you have been given something to do. You are not doing it well. You do it, you don't know what you are doing. Eh? If you can be diligent and faithful at it, it's just a matter of time. You will see that you stand before great people. When I see somebody like Bishop Daggett Mills, that's a good example. As he's diligently preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ to nations, I see him standing before presidents. When you are diligent, the Bible says you stand before great men. Hallelujah. That's not it. Sacrifice. Grow it. Build it. You stand before kings. You see, some of these guys, you say, oh, he's an illiterate pastor. But his connection he has, you don't have that connection. In his illiteracy, he's been diligent enough to preach the gospel the way he knows. And in his congregation are professors, lawyers, doctors. In his congregation are people who are learned. He's standing before great people. And I pray for you today that whatever God offers in your hands to do, may you do it. Do it diligently. Because if you do it diligently, the Bible says that you will stand before kings. Standing before kings is standing before people who have authority. People who rule. People who are in charge. Hallelujah. Yeah. May the Lord change our mindsets. It's about having a certain mindset. Because sometimes we feel that the only thing a Christian should do is to pray. That's all a Christian must do. No. Among the many things, prayer is very important. But also you must develop yourself in the knowledge of God's word. What I'm teaching you, I'm not teaching you syllabus from Gimpa. I'm teaching you a syllabus from the Bible about diligence. And once you build up, 
in the knowledge of God's word, you will rise up to become somebody great. Hallelujah. Some of us, we cannot be hungry for a season. We can't be hungry for a season. You say you are starting water business. And you started this water business. Small money came. You have gone to buy a car. Now the profits of the business, you use it for fuel. So now your problem is that I need to go and get capital again. The capital is packed in front of your business. Build it. And the profits must take care of you. Not the capital. Some of we are eating into the capital. You have eaten the seed. Ah, now we are looking for seeds to plant. We can't get. Because you have used the seed for, uh, for oblio, oblio. You have used the seed for interior. You have used the seeds for something else. Your mates comes around and say, oh, Charlie, Charlie, chop. Oh, make I take you go some place, make we go chill, cry. Where you go go? Grill room. Oh, I will take you go there. And then you go and spread the seeds and eat the seeds. But listen to me, a diligent person will continue to labor with the seeds and labor and labor and labor with the seeds and wait till fruits are born out of the seeds. Then he enjoys the fruits and keep planting the seeds. Rise up to your feet. <laughs> Lift your hands to God. Ask the Holy Spirit to grant you diligence. You want to say, Lord, grant me diligence. Help me to be diligent. Diligent to your word. Diligent to your truth. Yes. Diligent to your work. Oh, yes. Lift your hands wherever you are. We are praying. We are praying for a short time. In the name of Jesus. Lift your voice. Father, may we be diligent. Lift your voice wherever you are. Lift your voice. Pray that Father. not be part of us. May laziness be far away Today I'm learning that. Diligence. Diligence. Will make me rich. My God. I'm learning, oh God, I'm learning. that diligence will make me a leader. That diligence will make me a leader. May I not give up in anything that I do. May I not give up in anything. Give me the I grace do. to persevere until I see results. May I be a result-oriented oh, yes. person, oh, yes. Lord. May I be driven by yes. results in the, in the name of Jesus. Deliver me from slackness. Deliver me from laziness. Deliver me, oh God, from sleeping. Deliver me, oh God, from doodling and doodling. Bring me to the place, oh God, where I will stand out. I will walk in promotion. And the reason is because your word, your word, your word, your word teaches me to do so. I am getting results in my life. Lift your voice and pray. I'm getting results. 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 I pray for the supernatural power of God to fall upon your people, oh God, to walk in abundance. Thank you, Holy Lift your hands to your hands. Wherever you are. Please lift your hands. Holy Spirit, we thank you.
Oh, yes. We thank you for your word of truth. We thank you for the rema of your word. Yes, Lord. We thank you for direction through your word. We thank you for guidance and leadership. We thank you for the revelation, O oh God, of rising up to becoming a heed at heart. We declare in the name of Jesus that not again, not again are we going to remain in our poverty. Poverty in ideas. Oh, yes. Poverty in deeds. Yes. Poverty in money. Poverty in anything that we find ourselves to do. But we are rising up to be rich. Oh, yes. Rich in the knowledge of God. Rich in the virtues of God. Oh, yeah. Rich in financial resources. Oh, yeah. Rich in our culture, oh God, even in our marriages. Rich in every area of our life. Oh, yeah. Our marriages are becoming richer and richer. Yes, Lord. Our businesses are becoming richer and richer. Yes, Lord. Our ministries are becoming richer and richer. Yes, Lord. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. we are breaking out hey, of slackness. My God. And we are entering into diligence. Yes. In the mighty name of Jesus. Yes, Lord. Holy Spirit, we pray. Help us. And we thank you that My God. from this morning, Lord, as we walk in your word, Jesus. may we walk by the revelation of your word. Hello. Your word says, As seest thou a man diligent hey. in his business, he shall stand before kings. My God. Whatever business you have placed before us, even marriage or any other, our education, whatever it is, whatever business that is named today lord we pray oh god yes, that we will rise up to stand before kings oh yes we will excel because we will persevere relentlessly yes lord to see results holy spirit deliver us from the deceptions of the enemy my god Deliver us from the deceptions of the devil. Deliver us, O oh God, from the giving up spirit. Jesus. Giving up spirit. Jesus. Giving in spirit. Jesus. Deliver us, O oh God. Deliver us from the spirit that brings us to back to square one. Oh, Jesus. The spirit that brings hey. us to ground zero. Yes. We declare in the mighty name of, in Jesus, the name of Jesus that through diligence, O oh God, oh, yes. we are beginning to see results my in God. our lives. My God. Oh, we'll see positive results in our yes, lives. Lord. We'll see positive results in our lives. Yes. Bless the house. Bless, the house. Bless your children. Oh, Jesus. Bless everyone that is hearing me at this time. Release unto them, O oh God, the oh, grace yes. to walk in diligence. The grace. We are grateful to you, Father. We are thankful to you My God. For, your truth. for your truth. Father in heaven, how we love you. May your kingdom be established. May your kingdom Somebody, can you just lift your hands as we sing it together now? As your people declare your mighty Father in heaven, how we love you. Oh, Father in heaven, oh, how we love you. Lord, we lift your name in our lives. We lift your name in all the earth. Be established in our praise. May your kingdom be established in our praise. As your children declare your mighty words, as your children declare, let your hands and say, Blessed be the Lord. Oh, blessed be the Lord.
want to take a decision to follow this Jesus we've been talking about oh the greatest gift ever that God gave to humanity and to mankind you want to say pastor I came into this church all by myself somebody invited me but the words that I have heard remember that the words are from the word of the Lord I want to follow this Jesus I want to follow him and serve him all the days of my life wherever you are standing can you just lift your hand I'm going to pray for you right now God bless you 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 I can see all those wonderful hands lifted lifted above your head wherever you are I want to pray for you today is your day of salvation tomorrow might be too late now if you've lifted your hands I want you to do another thing for me can you just walk to me right now just walk join me here let us share a word of prayer in a few minutes we'll be out of here oh come run come 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 just help them come run into that mercy oh what Jesus is calling Come, 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 come. Put your hands together for them as they walk forward. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Put your hands together for them, please. Let's encourage them with our club. Let's encourage them. Let's encourage them. They need encouragement. It's a best decision. Come run. Come run. Come run into the Listen, we are bargaining for your soul. Jesus said, come unto me, all ye that labor. Those of you who are heavy laden, I'll give you rest. He wants to give you rest as we pray. Just join us. Put your hands together for them. Join us. Come, come, let us pray. Join us. Join us, let us pray. Oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. Precious ones, can you lift your hands to God? Just lift it as a sign of surrender. Make it your own personal prayer. Say, dear Lord Jesus, thank you for this morning. I've heard your word. I believe your word is a word of truth. This morning, I acknowledge that I'm a sinner. I need help from you. Please, I ask for forgiveness. Come into my heart and be the Lord of my life. From today, I believe Jesus is the son of God. And I believe he died and on the third day he rose again. From this moment forward, I'm going to serve you, Lord. And I'm going to follow you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Father, thank you for these precious lives. We commit them into your hands and we ask for your mercy to be extended to them. Cause them to be rooted and established in you, Lord. And cause them to grow up with fruits. In Jesus' name, amen.